Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 134 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer joining you from Los Angeles, California. A rematch last year's playoff series between the Edmonton Oilers and the LA Kings. Oilers, a uh, huge four-game road trip in Cali. The Kings tonight, Wednesday in Anaheim, uh, take on San Jose on Friday into Vegas on Saturday. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin is well-known for their top-shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford and make they will make you a repeat customer. Trust me. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the Autumn Mile in Wetaskiwin is Brent Ridge Ford. Well, a year ago uh, in the playoffs, or last spring in the playoffs, the Oilers took on the L.A. Kings, and one of the guys that came in to work one of the broadcasts is with Daily Faceoff. He spent... Um, Time with seven different NHL organizations. Uh, Mike McKenna joins us right now. He is our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Mike, welcome back to Oilers Now. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, the last time we had you on was after a tough start uh, for... Jack Campbell, who is going to get some starts on this road trip because uh, Stuart Skinner uh, is uh, is about to become a father here, uh, and start he's with the team. I assume he's starting tonight. Uh, not was not over at the rink from morning skate today because we're on the air with the show here from the hotel. Uh, but uh, Stuart's going back to Edmonton, and uh, I could foresee a scenario where Campbell starts both Friday, uh, Wednesday in Anaheim, and Friday against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, one of the things you talked about was equipment. And that it looked like uh, maybe uh, Jack had, uh, was using some worn-down equipment. Have you noticed anything lately when Campbell's been in between the pipes for the Oilers? You know, it's pretty noticeable about Christmas time, Bob, because I'm scrolling through my feed, and you know, I've got a friend of mine on on the socials who goes by Goalie Gear Nerd. And for anybody out there who likes equipment and what goalies are wearing, he's a great follow. And I saw, I was like, hold on a second. Is that a mid-season switch from Jack Campbell from one brand to another? And, yeah, he switched from his old company, Vaughn, over to Brian's, and he has pads that look very different than his old set. They're a little bit stiffer. They're a little bit more rectangular. Um, they seal the ice a little bit better in the area above the knee that we call the thigh rise, and they look a little stiffer in general. So um, across the board, it's the pads, glove blocker. I know that he's been tinkering with the new arm and chest as well. 
really what's going on here is Campbell looks bigger in the net and he has pads that seal the ice a little bit better. And, you know, he'd kind of been living in the stone age when it came to gear, you know, his design uh, and his preferences were really a better part of a decade old. So he's, he's now migrating to some more modern equipment. Um, and it really happened right about Christmas time. And he's played in the last two games now um, against the Islanders. And then the previous game against Winnipeg in this set of gear. And it seems like it's working pretty well for him. Yeah, well, and, and that's interesting. Um, and, and here's one where, you know, I host a show called Oilers Now, and I, I think I have a pretty good memory. Uh, but there's areas that I don't have the strongest technical background in, and goaltending's one of them. And I tend to be the type of guy, uh, I like my goaltenders that don't ever show up their teammates, okay, that don't give a stink eye after a bad goal or stare down a defenseman if they get beat or turn the puck over. But from the technical nuance of understanding the difference in, in equipment, uh, you know, in other words, what I'm saying here, Mike, is I like guys that look big and stop the puck and are mm-hmm. low maintenance, which is why I'm loving Stuart Skinner, because he looks big, he stops the puck, and he's <laughs> he might be the biggest guy on the Oilers team, and I mean that. Like, he's... He's six foot four. He's not a thin guy in between the pipes. He's a bigger guy. What are you seeing in Stuart Skinner when you see, uh, when you watch the orders on your feeds? Well, it's similar to what you see, if, and you can take it to a very distilled level of saying, yeah, this guy looks big and he stops pucks because that's really what's going on, frankly. I mean, a 915 save percentage in the NHL, you're obviously doing things right. Um, but I think that Stewart's game is really built foundationally upon like his mechanics and his skating routes. And more often than not, Stuart Skinner arrives to shots square early and he just lets pucks hit him you know he doesn't have to make a ton of glove saves blocker saves extended split saves um, because he's typically in motion and a lot of that's just built through the repetition that you have from a young age and and Nick Skinner's always been to me somebody who you know I think he has above average technical ability I think he probably has about average reflexes but when you mold those two together you're what you do in the crease and arriving square and that's for you. So um, I thought he's, I think he's done a really nice job with that. I think he's got room to grow on the rush, um, but especially when you think about penalty kill and in zone play, when your feet are stopped, set, square, and you present big like Skinner does, and he does pretty well with traffic, uh, it just leads to consistent play. And you know, Bob, I mean, basically, if if Skinner allows three or less. Edmonton's probably going to win, you know, and he just hasn't had many blow up games this year where he's allowed more than three. Yeah, it's interesting. He hasn't turned out to have quite the same support that Jack Campbell has. Skinner's twelve ten and two. Campbell's nine seven one. But Skinner's at nine fifteen, which it should be stated. Save percentages are down precipitously this year. Are they not, Mike? Yeah, they're down a little bit. You know, and across the board, I think it's that it's not just a matter of the shooters in the NHL improving what they do with the puck because that's very real. Uh, the level of skill that training that's happened from young ages now for players has led to them be able to do things with the puck that you wouldn't expect. And really, for me, Bob, it's it's three to four lines deep with most teams. It used to be you had top two lines that were just pure scorers. Um, so you really can't take, a, take your foot off the pedal as a goalie at all because even a fourth liner can burn you with a shot off the bar from the goal line. Um, but I think that also the the players and the systems have changed things to where they're willing to shoot pucks from areas they weren't before. Like I say, along the goal line, how many times are we seeing goalies get beat along, you know, next to the bar by their ears? Goalies have been exploited. And, and this is what happens when it's a constant cat and mouse game. 
You know, goalies reigned for a while. They took back the goalie equipment. The goalie equipment got smaller. Goalies got worse. Then the goalies figured out how to play with the new equipment. They got better and better. Now the skill level's risen for the players, and now they've found some of the areas that goaltenders have done recently that they can exploit. So I think we're at a stage right now where it's advantage shooter, um, both skill-wise and systematically. But I think that you're also going to see the goalies start to come back with it. And realistically, we're talking about, what, 0.05, a 9.10 to a 9.15 in terms of averages. Uh, but it, to me, over the long haul, that plays out different. Games that are 4-3, I'll take those all day long. Those are plenty exciting. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Daily Faceoffs, Mike McKenna joining us. He's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. All right, so we talked a bit about Skinner. Uh, the Oilers combination of Skinner and Campbell is going to cost them $7.6 million for the next three-plus years. You know, and now that uh, Stewart got, I think, a very fair deal. And I, I let me ask you, do you think mm-hmm. the Oilers move too quickly to sign Skinner to an extension, or does that number make sense for you? Uh, for Skinner, I think it's a good number. The dollar figure is good, but Bob, what makes it interesting is that it runs him right to unrestricted free agency, and it does so a year before Jack Campbell's deal is up. So, right. you know, by Skinner accepting less money, in my eyes, I think, because if Skinner went the full year with a 915, he'd be in line for more money than he received uh, from the Oilers. He's buying himself a little bit of a trigger point with the team where they're going to have to decide, okay, is Jack our guy? Is he going to still be with this club, or can we ride Skinner? And if that's the case, you know, I think Skinner puts himself in a really good position on a personal level. Um, But part of that is I don't think Skinner wants to leave his hometown, man. I'd want to play for my hometown club and continue to thrive in that area too. So, you know, I think there's a little bit of gamesmanship with that. But when you look at the dollars figure actually being spent, yeah, Campbell's contract doesn't look good right now at all. Um, You hope he can improve. But – Long haul, if you're really like in the seven and a half range for your two goaltenders, as long as they can get Campbell playing some serviceable hockey, and I know it's crazy because he's getting paid like a number one guy, but if you can get him back into a nine oh five, nine, like nine ten range, I think the I think Edmonton's in pretty good shape because right now, like you say, Skinner's a value contract. I think it's gonna play out to be a value over the next couple of years. So I think it's acceptable, but I think that last year Skinner's contract especially is gonna be real interesting, more so for Campbell than it is for Skinner, because Edmonton's gonna to have to make a choice in goal. So, all right, and I want to ask you a bit about coaching with this, with goalie coaches, because it's a unique thing. And Todd McClellan, Jay Woodcroft, and Dave Tippett have all, and I've asked them, have all sworn by Dustin Schwartz. Like, Dustin Schwartz has been with the Oilers coaching staff dating back to when Dallas Aikens was coaching the team during the course of the 14-15 season. That's when Doug, uh, Dustin got promoted. They like him. Uh, Stuart Skinner has been the goalie that has worked the most with Dustin over the years. And right now is tracking and trending to be a potential number one goal. Like right now he is the Oilers' number one goalie. Jack Campbell comes in. He's new. Can it be you bounced around a lot, albeit probably, I think it's fair to say, Mike, as an organizational number three goalie? How That's hard correct. Is it, how hard is it for a goaltender to go to a new goalie coach, especially when the other goalie has worked a ton every step of the way in his journey from, you know, major junior goaltender to minor pro goaltender, you know, ECHL, then AHL, then NHL? How, how, how much of a challenge is that for a goalie? 
It really depends on the people. It depends on the communication, and it depends on a willingness to listen. You know, I I didn't have many goalie coaches that I didn't get along with over the course of my career, and I played 14 seasons within 13 different organizations. You know, there were a lot of jerseys that I wore and a lot of goalie coaches. And, you know, to be honest, I always – felt really lucky that I got to work with so many different people and hear so many different perspectives. What can be difficult is when you only hear one perspective or two perspectives over the long haul and you become very locked into thinking that's what makes you successful. You can always learn and grow and move on. And I think for someone like Jack, you know, he has been through a couple different organizations, right? Like he started in Dallas, he went to LA, he went to Toronto. I, I think in my eyes, he would be somebody that would be probably benefit from this type of situation and seeing another person uh, in terms of we're talking about Schwartz. Now, I mean, if you're Stuart Skinner, yeah, you've known Schwartz forever. The thing that's funny about that is sometimes it's good to hear an outside voice too. So, and you know, that, and that's also what had happened with uh, the American League affiliate in Bakersfield when Skinner gets to work with the development goalie coaches down there. So um, I, I think really it's just a people skill. You know, you have to know how to communicate, find common ground, find what works for the goaltender. And, you know, for someone like Schwartz that's worked with so many different goalies, you'd sure hope he'd be able to find a way to get the best out of both. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen recently improvements in Campbell. I think the things that I saw earlier, he wasn't doing well. It's been minimized. He's been more patient on his feet. I, I think he's been able to find lanes better. He hasn't been challenged a whole lot in the last two games, but those really finite areas seem to have some improvement. And that's not all on Jack. That's also going to be on Dustin Schwartz and how they work together. I got a question for you. Right now, a couple of the best goalies in the world are Russians. Okay, so we're, we're talking, you know, we just saw Sorokin. The Oilers pumped 87 shots on goal against Ilya Sorokin in two games. He shut them out with 49 saves in one game. And the only reason why it was a 4-2 game last week, because the Oilers absolutely, just, just as Colorado took it to Edmonton 5-on-5 five five the other night, the Oilers were out shooting the Islanders 15-2 to two in the first period. And the A-grade scoring opportunities for 14 to nothing all situations, Edmonton against the Islanders in that game. So you got Sorokin with the Islanders, you got Shesterkin with the Rangers, is less more because I'm led to believe that the Russian goaltenders they don't they're relying a little bit more on their athleticism and less on coaching is that a myth or is that the truth what do you know on that front uh, I think it's a combination of two. I think that they are mechanically almost perfect when we're talking about Sor- Sorokin and Shosturkin. Uh, and you can mix in Vasilevsky. You've got Kachetkov coming along in Carolina, who's looked really good at times this year. He's, re- he's regressed a little bit lately, uh, but long-term looks really good. Um, I think the thing that the Russians do really well from a young age is that they let, develop, they let the goalies develop as athletes. You know, these guys are really, really good um, away from the rink at doing other things as well. They're not just goaltenders all the time. Um, but realistically for me, when I watch them, they stay between their posts. I mean like to a T. And it allows them to be so patient on their edges. They're rarely on their backside. They're rarely on their chest because they're not chasing the game. And so it's amazing to see how Russia's come on so strong lately um, with their top-end goaltenders. You know, you've got someone like Samsonov. He's a little bit more freeform. You know, Georgiev, he's from Belarus, but he came up in the Russian system. And Georgiev and Samsonov are kind of similar to me. But those top-ends, Shashirkin, Sorokin, the skating that those guys can do uh, to get ready. They're unbelievable skaters. 
And obviously that's something in Russia that's been really worked upon and they've got great game sense. And that's something that's really tough to teach. I think in North America, we overdo the training in terms of practice, in terms of goalie drills. Sometimes you just got to play games. And for me right now, that's something that's been lacking in Canada, the U S is, you know, we haven't had that same stage where you're playing meaningful games. Russian goaltenders seem to have that. They play at a young age up in the KHL. So I agree. Those guys are kind of the standard bearers. Sorokin, Shosturkin, if you're a young goalie and you want to learn how to skate and watch how to move in the crease, those are your guys. But they have incredible reflexes to go along with it. Non-goalie question for you, Mike. You, you worked, uh, I don't know if it was game three or game four of the Oilers LA series last year in here. Uh, you know, right on, I think you're right on ice level, if I recall correctly. Uh, rematch, yep. uh, today, Todd McClellan, they got a negative goal differential. Um, they're ahead of the Oilers in the standings. Do you buy that as a stat? I, I, I've always, like, I know Mike Babcock thinks goal differential is an important stat that does reveal a lot about teams. Um, are the Kings exceeding expectations and are the Oilers not delivering on expectations? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm disappointed in the Oilers right now. I thought they'd be sitting at the top of the Pacific, so I can't help but say it otherwise. Um, now, I mean, Bob, there's holes in their lineup that I'm sure you've described and talked about that uh, people are probably pretty aware about Edmonton, but when it comes to the Kings, uh, I, I think they're kind of where they belong. They're probably a little bit above, and if they'd gotten good goaltending for the first two-thirds of the season we've seen so far, they'd be a lot higher right now. Um, the bottom line is I think that that organization's given too much deference to Jonathan Quick and the legendary status he has within the organization. It's the hope that he can get back to what he once was. He hasn't been that goalie for three years, and Cal Peterson has regressed in the last couple, and he's in the American Hockey League now. So ever since Phoenix Copley was called up from the American League when Cal Peterson was sent down, the Kings do have a positive goal differential, and Copley's been good. He's 10-2 and two for the Kings. His numbers aren't eye-catching, but he's given them stable goaltending. So I do think, though, with this Los Angeles, you got to look at games played, right? Like their, their winning percentage is a little bit lower uh, than where it shows them currently in the standings. Um, so I think they're a good club. They've got room to grow. Um, the goaltending has been their weakness. It's been better lately, but it's definitely hurt them for a lot of the year. Mike, great perspective. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now, and hopefully we can uh, get John again. No, I'd love to. Anytime, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. You bet. From Daily Faceoff, that is Mike McKenna. We will step out. It's 151 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up Oilers Now with this day in Oilers history and a text as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
153 in Edmonton Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. They've got 15 Edmonton and area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store, the staff recommendation. Mediterranean chicken at Royal Pizza, still making it great. All right, off to uh, a text here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Eric says, Bob, the question that really matters when it comes to the Oilers and the position of defense is should the Oilers acquire someone who can outscore the opposition? What's the point of grit and toughness if the pairing's getting outscored? I don't think Edmondson can do that. I don't think he helps outscore the opposition. Chikrin is a star-level defenseman when healthy, and that is exactly what this decor needs. They, uh, they aren't a tough third-pairing D-man away from contending. You got to keep all your top prospects and acquire a star defenseman for two first and second. It's steep, but yes, I would do that. The time to win is now for Merrick. Again, it's my belief that Arizona is looking for two number ones and a number two. They don't want pass number ones. So, like the orders will have to send some salary in a deal, but I believe that that's what the deal would end up being. Um, and you'd be naive to believe to think that the orders have an out scouts out at various Western Conference donate uh, uh, locations over the course of the last uh, few weeks. As uh, we go into this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, again, uh, and we've got an Oilers now roadie with the New West Travel Group Saturday in Vegas, but coming up in April, a trip to California, the Oilers and the Kings, uh, you get to see the Oilers against the Kings and the Ducks, you can reach out to newwesttravel.com, and we're going to go back in the state, January 9th, 1998, what happened, Brendan? The Oilers dumped the Mighty Ducks in Anaheim 5-1, to one, getting goals from uh, five separate scorers, Bill Guerin, Todd Marchant, and uh, Tony, Tony Herkes all scored a goal and an assist, Curtis Joseph stopped 17 of just 18 shots in that game, Edmonton improving to 14. 1422 and 9 on the year. 14-22-9. They made the playoffs in 97-98. Just remember that. Alas, there wasn't 32 teams in the NHL. Reid Wilkins has inside sports night from 6 to 7 p.m. Then the City Ford face-off show tees up the Orders and the Kings tonight uh, at 7.05. That's when I'll join you. Puck drop from Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles will be at 8.30. Tomorrow, daily face-offs. Frank Sarah Volley for the horses and horse racing Alberta presenting live standard bid racing Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Brendan, what are you rolling with as an extra song for us? <laughs> this is Santa Monica by Everclear. There you go. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons of Jay Lynn and I. Back at you at 7.05 tonight and noon tomorrow. I don't